Grace be unto you in peace, peace from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, during the summer months, many people get themselves busy with tasks that they ordinarily can't do during the winter months, like planting trees or doing some building project around the house. And for such work, we're not on our own anymore. Uh, there's expertise that is offered on television programs, YouTube, and even the local hardware store or building center. Well, today we hear some expert advice from Jesus about plants and trees and buildings, too. In the conclusion to his Sermon on the Mount, which was the gospel lesson for today, Jesus gives authoritative teaching on distinguishing between good and bad trees and wise and foolish building, not around our homes, but in the kingdom of God itself. So today, we take to heart the encouragement, let's practice what Jesus preaches in this part of the Sermon on the Mount. In this part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus begins by talking about good and bad trees and states the obvious. You can tell what kind of tree it is by the fruit that it bears. Now, obviously, Jesus is not talking really about trees, but simply uses the pictures of trees and those that bear fruit to illustrate what false teachers do when they teach false doctrine. Their bad fruit is their bad teaching that leads to bad things. And perhaps some of the bad trees that Jesus was talking about at that time were the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who were offering bad fruit to the people, so to speak. They were teaching people not to trust in Jesus as their Savior, but they were telling them to trust in their bloodlines to, to the patriarch Abraham or to trust in their obedience to the law for their salvation. But that was bad fruit. And if the people would have swallowed it, it would have led not to a sour stomach, but to something far worse, the bitter taste of hell itself. That's the point that Jesus was getting at for a warning for those who were teaching false doctrine and those who believed it. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, staying with the pictures of trees and their fruit, Jesus really also explains here the good fruit or the right teaching about how to get to heaven. That is found in the words, only he who does the will of my Father will enter heaven. And what's the Father's will that we must do in order to be saved? Well, it can't be his holy will. None of us can be holy. But Jesus explained it this way one time. This is the will of my Father, that you believe in the one he has sent. You see, when you plant the good seed of the gospel, the Holy Spirit will produce good fruit. That's the kind of tree that we want to be, and that's the kind of fruit that we want to, to consume, and that's the kind of fruit that we want to offer. You see, the fruit of the gospel is saving faith in, in Jesus and the fruits of faith that are produced in the lives of God's people who are saved. And we've seen how that has happened over the 126-plus years of St. Paul's existence here especially during the last 15 years as we worshiped in this temporary worship area. You see, during the last 15 years, there were 201 baptisms, 
315 youth confirmations, 109 adult confirmations, 45 Christian weddings, and 229 Christian funerals. All these are fruits of the gospel-saving power. And so, as we hear Jesus' sermon, we pray that he would keep us from bad trees and consuming bad fruit, but that he would always help us to be good trees and consume and offer the fruit of the gospel. Not only is summertime a time for planting, it's also a time for building. And Jesus preaches about what kind of building we should be doing in the kingdom of God. This is what he said. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The point of Jesus' words is obvious. If you're going to build a house that will withstand the rains and the winds, you better build on a solid foundation. It would be foolish to build otherwise. So it is eternally and spiritually. If you want to build your life and your hope for heaven on the things of this world or even your good, own good works, that would be foolish. Such things will never stand in the judgment because the things of this world do not last and none of us can ever be good enough to build or earn our way to heaven. But when we build our lives and our hope for heaven on Jesus and his word, then we are building wisely. Then we are practicing what Jesus preaches here. In fact, what Jesus says here, he spoke clearly about elsewhere in scripture. Remember his response to Peter's beautiful confession that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, Jesus, you're my savior. Jesus said to Peter, on this rock, on this truth, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And isn't that what this house of worship was all about these past 15 years? And isn't that what our new sanctuary will be about in the years to come? We didn't build that new sanctuary to our glory or to our honor. We built it to the glory and honor of our Savior who saved us. We built this new sanctuary so that through what goes on in that new sanctuary, the Lord will build his church. And what will go on in that new sanctuary? By the grace of God, sinners will be taught the truth of Scripture, how to get to heaven, which is only through faith in Jesus Christ. May that word always guide us in that truth. Through baptism, sins will be washed away. And sinners will be given a new name, the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in the Lord's Supper, sinners will dine with their Savior on his very body and blood, in with and under the bread and wine, and feast on the good news of salvation and the forgiveness of sins. That's the only tool that God uses to build and maintain his church, not only in this world, but to eternity 
through the good news of Jesus Christ through his word and his sacrament. So dear friends, when it comes to our personal lives as God's redeemed children, when it comes to our work together and praising God and sharing his saving name, let's practice what Jesus preaches. Let's first of all trust in him alone for our salvation. Let's use his word to guide us while we live and to comfort us when we die. Then we will have planted well and we will have built wisely. And then on judgment day, when everything else burns up, even the clothes on our backs, we won't be standing before God naked and all the world with our sin and shame. But rather, we will be covered in the robe of Christ's righteousness and Jesus will take us to live forever in the mansions he has built for us. Amen. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto everlasting life. Amen.